What's going on, guys? It's Tanner with the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I am going to talk to you about a decision I made. I hired a cheaper company to do a granite installation for me, and there is a reason why, and it may be the same reason why people hire your competition at a lower price. So you're going to really like this episode. This episode goes into extreme detail as to why your customers are hiring the lower bids. Okay. So you're going to be surprised. It's not what you think. I'll catch up with you guys in the episode. Stay tuned. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets podcast. I'm going to talk sales today because a lot of us really just need to refine this area of our business. And this is an area that I feel most confident in. So that's why I share so much about it. Um, I just have so much sales experience that a lot of these things just come natural to me. I think the greatest sales experience that I've personally got was being a server at a restaurant. I mean, it's kind of like speed dating for sales. I mean, every 30 minutes, you have a new group of people coming in and you have to really tailor your pitch, your your volume, um, the way that you approach things, just kind of based off of reading their personality. Um, and I think that when you kind of really understand that that dynamic, that you cannot treat everyone the same in terms of, you know, an approach of sales. You, you have to be versatile in sales. You can't just, you know, have one way you do things. That's it or you're just going to blend in, or you're going to really just be misread by the person that you're trying to sell to. So sales is really about uh, being fluid, right? It's about constant movement, adjusting. Uh, I used to play football. So I don't know those of you who have played football or understand, uh, I, I at one point was a linebacker. Um, and what our position entailed was read and react. Like that was the, that was the, the motive. You read the play and then you react. You don't react first and then read the play because you're the linebacker. So you really have to first look and see what's going on and then adjust based off of what you're seeing. So for me, you know, that's the same principle in sales. And that's why we ask questions initially, because I want to read, I want to see what's going on. And then boom, I react. And that's what puts me in a position to be successful. So the first thing we need to do whenever we are selling anything, it does not matter what we're selling. It doesn't matter who we're selling to. Well, obviously it will, but really I'm just trying to help you understand that these principles are consistent in any industry. We have to understand how the market buys and how we are perceived by the market. Because imagine this, you know, you being a, a salesperson, if you under if you've bought something that you sold, how much better are you going to be able to sell that with that idea, with that approach in mind? So for example, you know, I think the the big thing is if you're a homeowner and a contractor, you have a good idea of what that process looks like when somebody you invite somebody over to your house for an estimate. And if you haven't done so, I suggest you do it because it's really going to help you to see and feel what it feels like to be in the position of a customer inviting a contractor over to the home to get something done. And I mean, that's 
that's the best sales training you could probably get is just being a customer for a day. And I'll kind of give you an example of an experience I had when I got my granite counter when I was getting granite countertops in my house. And I had two estimates, you know, these two companies I had looked up online, they had good reviews. I've heard good things being in the industry. So I reached out to them and those reviews, you know, uh, you know, ultimately if they do a good job mostly and, and install it, they're going to get a good reviews, you know? So I didn't really dive too deep into the negative ones. There was a few, but I I just, you know, I just blew past them and said, you know what, I'm going to give these guys a shot. So the first guy that came over, you know, he really didn't ask any questions. He came over. He didn't really get to know why we were doing it. He really didn't get to know uh, really anything really other than, you know, came over and did measurements, right? So this is what I, this is the opposite of what I teach. I teach to learn what the motive is, get to know the customer, create conversation, build a relationship, become a friend, and ultimately make it easy and not only easy to hire you, but hard not to hire you. Okay. And that's essentially uh, what we want to create because we deserve the job and we're going to do a good job. But this guy came over and he was on time, which I liked very presentable, which I liked and appreciated very professional in the way that he did his measurements. You know, he had his clipboard and, and all that. And then that was it really. He left. I do not remember his name. I do not know anything about this guy. And to be honest with you, if I seen this person in public, I would not be able to, and this was about a year and a half ago, I would not be able to tell you what he looked like. He made no sort of impression on me whatsoever. So for me, you know, I mean, that to me was just not even a sales experience. That was just, I mean, that just was nothing. I mean, that was just coming over and performing a routine service, right? How many of us are doing a routine service when we go and do an estimate? Okay. And that's what we need to think about. Am I performing a routine service or am I creating an an experience? Am I, am I really, really trying to earn this job? The customer will feel that. Okay. Next guy that came by, next guy that came by, um, you know, he was a little more enthusiastic and I could actually, I actually remember engaging in conversation with this person as he was doing his measurements. He did tell us a little bit about his company. He did kind of come across a lot more professional than the other person because he engaged with us. I mean, remember the other guy really didn't talk with us. He kind of came in, did his measurements, said, okay, we'll get back to you with an estimate. And the other guy sat there for a second and said, oh, okay. So, you know, what is it, you know, that you're looking for in terms of what type of stone do you want and, and all that. So, I leaned more toward that person when making the decision, okay? The 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 deciding factor was ultimately neither of them really exceeded my expectations because I'm in this business, right? So I'm in the contracting business. So yeah, he had short conversation, but there was no direction there, okay? There was no structure to the conversation as to like what's important to me, right? So if he was like, well, Tanner, you know, we'll, we'll obviously do a great job on the stone. Do you mind if we sit down for a second and kind of go over how we actually perform, uh, you know, this, this service? And I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe one of his first questions would be, well, let me just ask you, Tanner, have you ever hired a professional granite company before? And I'd say, no, I have absolutely no clue how this works. You know, I'd be, I'm very honest like that. I'd say, yeah, I have no clues. How does it work? And the other guy failed to do this and both of them did. So I'm giving you what he should have done. Um, the second guy. Okay. And, and this is why I would have hired him, but I didn't. So the guy would have been like, well, Tanner, to be honest with you, there's a couple stages to this process. The first thing is you've got to go pick a stone. Okay. So one thing that we recommend you do is go to this vendor, this vendor, and this vendor. These three vendors are awesome. They will help you kind of facilitate what type of stone you want. There's so many different variations of grades and all that stuff. When you go to one of these vendors, they have a huge showroom that you'll 
go and see. And in that showroom, actually, you know what? Go to this one and, and reach out to my friend, John. He's a really good guy and I just trust him, you know, and I don't want you to feel like you have to. That's why I gave you a couple options, but I just trust John to facilitate this for you, make it pretty easy. And at this point, even without him saying anything, I would probably look at my wife and say, oh, it's a great idea. You know, we should go. Do you know when they're open? Oh, well, they're probably open uh, on the weekend. Does that work for you? Yeah, great. Okay. Well, actually, you know what I'll do? I'll text John and tell him you're coming. Right. I mean, Without even me, this guy didn't even give me a price yet. And and hopefully you're hearing this saying, you know, wow, I would, I, I like this guy already. So anyway, so you have to pick a stone, right? So once you pick that stone, we're going to fill out some paperwork that says this is the stone we want. And then we will actually pick up that stone and bring it to our fabrication shop. And in that fabrication shop, we're actually going to cut that stone to fit your exact countertops. Now, I will be honest with you, with what you're wanting, that kitchen and that bathroom, you're going to need two stones. So make sure you let them know that. I mean, it's quite a bit of, you know, linear footage here, square footage here. So we will need two stones. So I, I didn't know if you, the other guys you've got estimates for, I told you that, but you will need two. That's why the price is going to be what it is, just so you know. Okay. So right then and there, this guy has number one, he has separated himself from the other guy. Number two, he's educated me. Okay. Number three, he's verbally demonstrated how the process works. Number four, he's, he's engaging with me and I'm starting to trust this person the more he tells me these things. Okay. And remember guys, this is all hypothetical. This guy did none of this, but this is what I suggest you start doing in your in-home estimates. And this has nothing to do with price yet. This is strictly education and demonstration. That is it. So Let's continue with this hypothetical conversation. So this guy continues to tell me how this process works. And then he'll say, awesome. So now that we've got the stone fabricated and we're ready to go, we will call you and kind of let you know what date we are going to be able to come in and install this stone. We'll give you a three-day notice. We're very good about that. We know your schedule is very important, Tanner. And I'd say, yes, it is. So the installation is only going to take us about I don't know, six hours. So from start to finish, we'll come in here. We'll, we'll remove, if you could remove everything from your kitchen, that would be great. If not, my guys do not mind. We'll set everything aside for you just to make it easy. And we're going to remove your old countertops. Now, once we have them removed, uh, we'll dispose before you and then we'll bring in the new stone. So with the new stone, we're going to need about, I don't know, I'd say probably about four to five hours of just working on that stone, getting it, getting it to the perfect fit to your standard, to your liking. Once we do that, we'll bring you over and make sure you like everything and then we'll seal the joints together. So again, this is an education process that he's telling me everything that's going to happen in this process of which I had no clue. I had absolutely no clue how this whole process worked and I'm a contractor, okay? I've never had it done. I've never seen it done, okay? So follow me here. Remember, here's why I'm doing all this because I'm putting myself in the shoes of the customer. When you're in the shoes of a customer, you can sell the way the customer needs to be sold. And this is what he should have done if he wanted to earn my business, okay? So he would continue and tell me all that. So Tanner, just so you know, once we are done with everything, and hopefully, he, you know, obviously he's engaging in questions. I'm just trying to give you guys a good example. So don't take all this so seriously. You know, I'm probably like, well, why isn't he? He's talking a lot, you know? Just, just bear with me, okay? So, so as he's telling me how this process is gonna work, so what did he, what did he do? He told me what was gonna happen before, during, guess what's next, guys? Come on, this is simple. After. So after, he's like, Tanner, I'm going to let you know that being as though I'm the person that's here selling this uh, this, this project to you, and I'm the one who's showcasing you know, what we're going to do, you know me. You're not going to know my techs. They're great guys. Trust me. You'll love them. But I want to actually be the person that comes and checks the job or at least calls you to make sure you're happy with everything. So before you pay us, I want to make sure you're happy. So please, 
wait for my call. I'm going to get with the project manager, make sure he says that you're happy and you sign off on a sheet that says you're 100% satisfied. Then I'm going to call you. We're going to chat a little bit just to make sure you're happy with the whole experience. And then once we're done, then you can provide us a payment. Great. Holy smokes. He told me all that stuff without even telling me what the price is. And I'm going to give you some figurative speech here. I'm watering at the mouth. I want to know what this price is. And if it isn't too much, I mean, ultimately I'm willing to pay more for this guy. If it's not crazy astronomical, I'm going to go with him. Right? So here's what happened. Okay. So neither of these guys did this. Okay. So to me, they blended in. Right? So the other guy had a, had a little bit of a conversation. He smiled a little bit and then he did his measurements and left. The first guy didn't even really conversate don't even really remember him, but his company had a decent reputation. Okay. So I knew that at the end of the day, if I went with them, they're going to do a good job, whatever. But the, the second guy who did a little bit of a smile, he came in at 3,500. Okay. The other guy who didn't say anything came in at 2,500. Okay. So, I mean, why would I go with the higher one? I have no reason to, I mean, ultimately I saw them as one in the same. Now, let me ask you this. If that guy, the second one at 3,500 came in and actually did everything the way that I described in this, you know, in this sequence here of explaining before, during and after, right. And, and really made me feel comfortable, made me trust him and, uh, and showcased how committed he is to doing a great job and working around what's important to me and like all these different things, right. Would I, would, did he justify being a little more expensive than the guy who came in measured and left? Absolutely. 100% I'd pay I would have paid that 3500 and if my wife you know was like ah, I would I would actually convince her that this is the guy we need to go with like a lot of our customers do maybe one of the spouses didn't get as much you know attention or maybe they weren't there or whatever the situation is but they are our you know representative once they say hey you know I know this is a little more expensive but I trust this guy okay and I know this guy's going to do a great job right Long story short, the other guy did a good job. It, it, it was what it was, but there was a lot missing, okay? Again, I didn't know this process. Very regretful in hiring this company in the sense that we had to go to the place, figure out how to pick out stone. We, they were very, very inconsistent with their communication. We had to call and figure out when they were going to come install it. Horrible experience, but they did a good job. I mean, ultimately, the text that came, they were good guys, and, and, they, and they did a good job. But ultimately, remember, you know, if you're the first one in, you have a strategic advantage when it comes to an estimate. You can be that educator and demonstrator. And guess what that does? That holds everyone to the high standard that you just set. Okay. So if I, let's picture me being the first one in giving you that scenario in terms of how you approach that sales process. I gave you that scenario, right? Okay. So imagine I was your first estimate. Now, anyone that comes after me, guess what you're looking for? Hey, what does the process look like for you in the beginning? Oh, well, you know, um, there's a couple places you could go to, to pick out stone. Um, I know of one that's pretty good. Okay. When the other guy came in and says that he's going to line me up with his friend, Johnny, that's going to make sure that I get a good deal or, or, or whatever. Right. You see what I'm saying? So ultimately educating and demonstrating is what we need to focus on. Don't play the game of trying to compare project. You, you, you can't. And, and what I want to go back to, okay, is the fact that we have to buy if, if we don't do it per, if we actually don't physically buy it, we have to put ourselves in the shoes of, of our buyers. Right. And a lot of us are painting contractors that listen to this. So I'm going to use that as an example here. Don't assume that people have, have any clue how a painting process is supposed to work. I mean, yeah, they've painted maybe before, but how does a professional company operate? How does a, how does a really high quality painting company operate? 
And if you don't do a good enough job showcasing that, guess what? They're going to do the same thing I did with the granite companies. They're going to go for the lower guy. And guess what they're going to do? Probably have a poor experience because you didn't do a good enough job of educating and demonstrating first how the process works. And number two, why you're the perfect fit for the job. And that is your responsibility. That is how we closed the gap. The gap was 2,500 to 3,500 with the two granite companies. That was the gap. Okay. The second guy could have came in, sat down with me and laid out all that information. And I would have justified that difference of thousand dollars or at the very least, even if I didn't do that, I would have regret not hire that person when I called the other company and, and that would be on me. Okay. Because he put the ball in my court at this point saying, Hey, this is what we're going to do for you. Okay. And he didn't bash you and another company. He didn't say anything about what another company doesn't do. He said, these are, these are our standards. This is what you can expect. Ultimately it goes without saying you need to pay more for this stuff, but at least I'm giving you this stuff so you can justify the difference, you know, and that is what it comes down to guys. So with that being said, educating, demonstrating, educating, demonstrating, educating, demonstrating. You know what? If you do five estimates in a day, don't don't get weak on number five. Every customer needs to be treated like they've never had a professional painting company come into their house. You need to you need to explain. Now, some people will rush you through this. Some people will try to rush you. Do you know how many people that have tried to rush me? And I just stuck to my process and they winded up, I could tell they winded up listening, you know, thinking like, okay, give me the price, give me the price. And then I said, well, let me, let me just break this down for you real quick. Cause you do have some things that we need to discuss about what this process looks like. I see that you care a lot about your plants. Would you like me to describe how we would take care of those for you? Right? So these are some things that like you have to, you have to steer the ship. You have to understand your tonality and you have to understand, you know, your pitch when you're, when you're, when you're doing these things and you will be a more successful, more consistent and more effective salesperson either in your company or for your company. And of course, as a business owner, you should be the best salesperson because not only are you selling your customers, but you need to be training people to sell. And that's the next level of sales. So once you master this, then you can teach your team. All right. You don't want to be outsourcing people to come in and teach sales for you. You want to be the one to say, hey, this is how it works, how we do it. Okay. Unless you want to have them listen to this podcast, it might help. But I'm just saying that you should totally strategically learn this process and draw it out. Come up with a plan of how you're going to go about explaining. And I use the before, during, and after approach. You know, so there's a lot that goes into that, guys. I hope you got something out of this today. It's a pleasure serving you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this. I don't even know how it happened, but uh, there's just so many people, and 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 I'm just going to continue to bring it. So please continue to stay tuned. Um, you know, and uh, I will continue to bring value as much as I can to help you grow your business. To me, that's my passion, my purpose, and I really believe that I'm helping impact um, a lot of people, and it's really cool. So thank you so much, guys. You have a great day. And, uh, you know, go out there and crush it. You know, don't be afraid to showcase why you are the right choice. And I would say one more one more point here. You know, remember, it's either going to be you or somebody else. So make sure it's you that they hire. All right. Take care, guys. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, 
find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.